Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Distrialty Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Yo! Seeing as we were not here last Thursday, I have a very important question for you, sir. Go for it. Are you still eating last Thursday's food? No. We've, we have finally finished it off. Nice! Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. Oh, actually, excuse me. Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the public cover himself, Zilius. It's good to see all the wonderful people who do the ones and zeros. Yes, yes. Zeros and ones, ones and zeros. Uh, there are so many. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, the Thursday Hangout. It's a live show. We try our best to cover the topics most important to you. If at any time during the show you have any questions or comments uh, or or topics that you would like for us to discuss, please drop it in the chat. We'll try to add it to the show. If we do run out of time, we'll add it to the very next show. So without further ado, let's start off with uh, uh, a PSA. Ladies and gentlemen, if your state is currently in a runoff election, please go vote. Thank you. Yes, you should vote, do the thing. And, you know, participating in democracy is a good thing. And just for fun, throwing into the chat, if I can find, wait, where'd the chat window go? I broke my Twitch. Uh, it's it's uh it's like an arrow or something on the side. What? What? Did they change my interface? I hate you. Probably. Wait. Oh, there it is. I found the arrow. Aha! Ta-da! Ah! No, I don't want shield mode shortcut. I don't know what you. Oh are. yeah, it's like it's a brand new feature. And it broke my copy and paste. This is just not going well. Uh, sorry, Zelius. Uh, I'm feeling I'm being a dweeb. There we go. There you go. The Secretary of State's Guide on Voting. It's easy. I was in and out on like 10 to 20 minutes on the first day on Monday. I was in line for an hour and 10 minutes on Tuesday. There you go. Anyways. It seems like a while it's very dependent. It depends on how many volunteers they have queuing people through and doing the thing. Well, it's really how many volunteers are actually... Uh, for in the state of Georgia, how many volunteers are actually authorizing those little uh, cards that you have to slap into the voting machine? Indeed. Because there was plenty of booths. There's 20 at the Dunwoody Library, but there were only two people giving those cards. So at most, mm. there were four uh, booths in use. And in the state of Georgia, and if you're in Dunwoody, uh, there's only one thing that you got to do on the ballot. So literally, it's like, boop. Boop, boop, and then print. For us, the line was there was only one thingamadoodle collecting the papers. Ah. Uh. So, like, we had plenty of machines with tickets and all that, but, like, there was a line to actually feed your paper, and you had to wait. It was, like, it would think about it for, like, you know, a while, and then, like, thunk, thunk. Okay, now next. That was our holdup. Was one paper collector... Ballot collector? I don't know what you actually call it. Uh, it's the ballot collector. Or counter, yeah. I should say. Yeah, I guess I actually is technically doing the counting as it collects. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you are curious and would like to have one of these spiffy hats like I have, you can go over to ultraconfusion.tv slash merch right now. And you can go get yourself one, or you can get yourself a vinyl sticker. And oh, by the way, my vinyl sticker is now finally on my car. Oh, you are truly official emissary of Ultra Confusion now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, 
Let's get into the meat of the stories. The first story, it's, it's kind of silly, it's kind of funny, but I wanted to bring this up anyways. So uh, it turns out uh, that in the beginning, and I think this is, okay, let me, let me preface this. I find it humorous that sometimes when you think that you're, when you create something and you're not like, this is going to be the best thing in the world. When you don't have that mindset, but you create something just for shits and giggles, sometimes that's the thing that takes off. Uh, yep. Case in point, there is a band, or I guess was a band, I don't know, called uh, named Blur. And uh, their song, Song 2, was actually just, uh, it. they just kind of threw random shit together into a song to make fun of punk rock. And it turned out to be probably their biggest hit. Um, but uh, in the video game world, uh, it turns out that uh, Rockstar, uh, once upon a time, at the very beginning of one of their most successful and popular franchises, thought that this would be a one and done thing. They're like, this is silly. This is stupid. It will never catch on. Ladies and gentlemen, the game that was voted less likely to succeed at Rockstar was Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> and now, look where they are. Now they've grown so much. Who knew? They have survived. They, they, of course, you know, they, they, they created many of them. They survived one hell of a scandal with uh, the hidden game called Hot Coffee. Uh, and they keep rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling with your stolen auto. Yes. Although it did it, you know, there as the game has evolved, you know, there's a there's a little bit more to it because like back in the day it was literally like this kind of top down view and you got a little man and you just would be stealing cars. So it's kind of branched off. I really never got into Grand Theft Auto. I I played three and maybe four. I never played San Andreas. It was fun for a while, but to be honest with you, I kind of like Saints Row more simply because it was like that campy, spoofy. I'm, we're making fun of Grand Theft Auto. Although that went away and now they're bringing it back. So, but I don't know if it'll be the same. Is anything ever really the same? Life is to change, is it not? Ooh. Some deep words from Zelius, ladies and gentlemen. Some deep words. That's pretty much all I got for tonight. It took a lot out of me. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of other games. Final Fantasy was literally Square's last-ditch effort. They're like, it's going to be our final game. We're going to make it a fantasy game. And then, of course, now we're at, what, 16? It just keeps on finalizing until there's a final, final fantasy. The finalist fantasy? It's the final, fa last fantasy. Fantasy final. Fantasy final. That's that's what they're going to do. They're just going to swap the words around and be like, drop mic, walk off stage. Fantasy final. Do you think we'll ever see an end of Final Fantasy series in our lifetimes? Ooh, um, 
like new releases because Correct. like yeah. there's there's going to be you know the 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 MMOs are going to stick around for you know there'll be some MMOs out there they'll probably you know survive for quite some time but oh I don't know I honestly think if anything like the last five years has shown that it'll never die and not necessarily because of new and interesting ideas but kind of like hollywood where it's the continued regurgitation of old franchises and ideas right it'll be like you know 40 years from now when it's the playstation 18 it's like we're gonna re-release final fantasy 7 for the fourth time with better immersive graphics i just want i just i need the remake Chapter two. Can we just have that, please? I need it now. So I think they've shown like, and like if Square Enix were to like go under, then Activision, Blizzard, EA, or somebody would just buy them up and continue making, you know, cannibal. At least Square Enix has been a good shepherd of the Final Fantasy name. Yeah. But I could easily like, let's just say Square Enix goes under and like a Activision buys them. Well, it's going to become like a Diablo or one of those where then it's like, oh, it's no longer who knows what you're getting out of the RPG. And admittedly, not every Final Fantasy has been great, but I feel like they've at least actually tried mm-hmm. with each of the entries, even if they, you know, even if some have a 40 hour prologue, the effort was at least there to try to make a good game. Yeah, touche, touche. Yes, I, I, I will concur with that. So, um, the next bit of news, speaking of sequels, uh, we have the name for the next Indiana Jones movie. Oh. It is The Dial of Destiny. And thanks to the power of CG, Harrison Ford is going to be de-aged through chunks of it. Yippee. There's only one movie coming out in the near future or distant future that I actually want to go see in theaters. Avatar, the love of water. For the love of no, let's go with John Wick, chapter four. Touche. That is a movie that I'll make an afternoon of to go see in the theater. But like, I just have zero to, Honestly, I have no idea what's coming on the theater. And like, I used to go every weekend. Like, I used to be a theater junkie, be really pre-COVID. And oh, believe I knew- me, I I I went. Uh, I got in on that with you and your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like our hangout time every weekend. But now it's just like it's not the same. I, and I think it, it was like the perfect storm of COVID keeping everybody at home. Yep. Like the weird lull in Hollywood because of that. Yep. And now the proliferation of home entertainment in forms of Netflix and Disney plus and all the other stuff. It's like, meh, I'll wait a couple of years and just see it online. True. True. Speaking of Netflix though, there, there is a movie that came out recently called slumberland. I highly recommend it. I mean, it, it's based off of a, a comic book from like the early 1900s, uh, called, um, uh, uh, Nemo and the Adventures in Slumberland, which is actually an animated movie from like, I think it was like the late eighties, uh, hmm. but the it's it's not the same movie. I mean, it's the same. You've got the same type of characters, 
But um, ladies, uh, uh, Jason Momoa is in it, so there's that for you. Though he he, he plays an interesting character. Um, you know, I think I I think I saw the preview for that, and I was like, interesting. It is. It is. <laughs> It is, and, and I, I I have to say that one of the twists that that you find out during the movie, I I, I kind of had like to face palm because like it's so obvious. How did I not see that? He's been in a couple. Of, he was in another Netflix movie two ish years ago. I don't know what it's called, hmm. but it was an action flick. It was pretty good. I really need to move this this laptop a little bit closer because I keep walking right off camera. To, to like <laughs> trying to stuff. Like, it's like too far away. Too far away. Can't barely get there. Oh. So close yet. So no, far away. Close. But yeah, I, I've um, Indiana Jones, the fifth movie, The Dial of Destiny. Let's see, it was Raiders of the Last Ark, because it wasn't even Indiana Jones on the first one. It was called Raiders of the Last Ark. Then it was uh, Temple of Doom. Then it was The Last Crusade. Then it was The Crystal Skull, which was absolute... I heard that one's terrible. It is terrible. They bring aliens into the mix. I mean, why not? Okay. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just work here. No, thank you, please. But what if aliens are real? Then it made sense. I am an alien. Aren't we all technically aliens by existing in this world? Uh, Chip says, I love the UGA hat, but prefer the fedora, Celius. Well, for this week, I did have to uh, rep... UGA for being the SEC SEC East champions um, and boring like a hundred point blowout and Kirby smart actually going in, like murdering the entire college football playoff committee. They should be in the playoffs. So for this week, I had to give a little bit of representation to my alma mater, the Georgia Bulldogs. There you go. I will just keep repping Ultra confusion. I wear the hat everywhere. I would be wearing my sweatshirt, uh, but I wore it uh, last night, uh, uh, and I had a basketball game, so it is quite stinky. That's a quality reason not to wear. So I'm wearing my Foo Fighters t-shirt. I appreciate you not stinking up the show, sir. Ah, yes, you know that the smell of vision is is something to, yeah, smell of vision. All right, uh, so. Speaking of, sorry, my, I, I wrote my notes really fast and Zealy's not going to be able to see us, but, and apparently not a lot of, oh, there we go. The, I wrote my notes really fast and I can't read my own handwriting. So I apologize. I can't read my own handwriting when I like slowly or fastly or medium. I just, that's why I don't use handwriting. I just uh, type. Chip, um, uh, it is, it is currently men's basketball season in my household so it is go winthrop uh though i do have to rep my my employer so go tech <laughs> mm. 
you made the right football hire. That's all I have to say. Well, one of your teams at least did. That's I, I didn't say the other team. I said Tech. Okay. Well, I think I think Tech made a smart hire, and honestly, making it a more interesting rivalry will be better for everybody. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, I know it's because this is going to come as a huge surprise to everyone, but uh, the United Kingdom, England, Britain, whatever you want to call them, um, there it, there was a brain trust that has finally, uh, through scientific data, come out with results on loot boxes and their impact on children. And do you want to take a wild guess what they found? Please tell us, sir. They found that loot boxes cause financial and emotional harm to children. Hmm. You don't say. Yes. What a surprise. Yeah. What? Well, hey, probably guess, harm for their parents is to continue to beg their parents. Daddy, just one more loot box. No, well, they're probably harming their parents because they were their parents were dumb enough to put to attach their credit card to that account. Well, yes, that'd be a mistake. Uh, Zelius, of course, has just stated that he has switched from Chrome to Firefox to stream because Chrome is acting really weird. And um, I got to be honest with you, I don't know what the hell is going on, but uh, if if anybody out there is a Crunchyroll member. Are you having issues streaming on uh, through a browser? Because oh my god, I'm getting nailed with random like, are you a robot? Checks like midstream. That's bizarre. And sometimes it'll be like, are you a robot? And then I'll do all the stuff, and then they'll be like, cool, and it'll start loading, and then it'll pop back to the, are you a robot? And it doesn't like your IP address changes or something. I don't know. That's bizarre. I'm. I this is. This is the, it's not like it's Wi-Fi. I mean, I'm, it's, this is the direct line into the modem. So don't hmm. know. Don't know. I got nothing on that don't one, know. sir. I got nothing either. Um, but I, I, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that the UK study found that, you know, loot boxes are harmful. I just find it. I mean, I understand that scientific data needs to be validated to like the tenth, the nth degree, but <laughs> it's kind of like at this point, unless you live under a rock, but are am I a robot? I am not a robot. I'm not a robot. Um, unless you live under a rock, I mean, by the time most of these scientific studies that are like these like analytical reports come out, you're most of us are going, no shit, Sherlock. Right? Well, you know, Sherlock had a lot of deduction reasoning skills, and not everyone has that in real life. So sometimes you have to rely on the actual smarty pants who use data and analysis to back that up, even though people decide to just disregard actual facts and studies and form their own opinions because they are an expert in the field of which they don't actually know anything. There you go. I guess. I oh, I ran for the day. I, I I forgot to tell you that uh, Harrison Ford had uh, for the new Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny. He has promised that it's not going to suck. <laughs> like, great. Oh well, now I feel much better about not seeing it in theaters. Yay! Yeah, I'm, I it 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 will take one hell of a movie to get me into a theater. Um, 
I mean, I well, no. Nope, there's not a movie out there right now. Sorry. Because chances are I could probably pay about the same price as, uh, you know, a thing of a, a, t a movie ticket, popcorn, and a drink, and I could just own the movie, the digital version of the movie. I could go back and watch it a million times if it's awesome, or I could be one and done, or I may not even get through the entire movie and just say f it, because <laughs> I've done that before too. Haven't we all? Well, maybe we haven't all, but I have. Okay, Zelius. Question for you. Is there is there a movie that you purchased but you have yet to actually watch? Oh, good Lord. I haven't purchased a movie in 20 years. That's bullshit. Fine. Is there a movie that you've either purchased or been gifted and that you have not watched? Oh. The answer for me, ladies and gentlemen, is yes. I have several. I don't know. I've got like seven of them. Like, I don't even know where the movies I own are right now. I think I actually gave them all to Goodwill. All the Blu-rays? I don't own any Blu-rays. DVDs? VHSs? DA DVDs. Because I just, I haven't played like a DVD in my DVD player. You still have a DVD player? Um, For about another week. <laughs> I'm swapping up. I got a new computer case. So okay. my old chunky like huge behemoth. tower yeah my behemoth is being swapped out um and basically any case you buy nowadays does not have peripheral slots for obvious reasons because they're not really needed what i can't put my zip disk drive in the next box i buy um you'll have to hook it up to the 3.5 SATA drive sir and then drill a hole in the side of your case to feed the wire no but yes, my actual old chunky computer case does have a DVD. Actually, my PS5 actually has a disc player, so I could actually use that to play DVDs. I do want to point out that uh, there were there was one person uh, that tuned into the uh, my live stream for Extra Life who was saddened by the fact that Zelius's uh, chunky PC case did not make an appearance during this past Extra Life stream. Who is that? Um. <coughs> Excuse me. My sister. Oh. Say what? He's making you leave do it all by your lonesome? Well, I think last time when I actually brought my PS5 last time. Yep, you did. This is true. This is true. Um all right, so question for you, Zelius. I'm, we've talked about this many times before, but I swear to God, I feel like this is... Wait, 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 wait. Hold, on, hold on. What movie have you not watched that you own? Uh, I, the second and third... No. Um, uh, the, the second, Boondock Saints. Uh, really? Yep. And... Um, oh, crap. I, have to, I, I, I could see the box in my head, but I... Because I, I know the rapper's still on it, but I can't remember the name off the top of my head. It's a sci-fi movie. Oh, um, Ready Player One. No, Ready Player One. Really? Oh, and Ender's Game. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Ready Player One was actually, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I, I I was just so fearful 
you know, with like all of the brand stuff that they did in the book, how they would be able to do it in the movie. But I, I'm going to sit down and watch it uh, soon, soonish. And I've not, I definitely did not watch um, Ender's Game. It's a good book. It's a great book. Fine. It's a great book. There you go. That's the spirit. Great. What's your question, sir? Okay. So um, I swear that I feel like there is a lot of this going on with um, online games, and that is the crossover. So you have, you know, you've got mm. you got a game, be it uh, Smite, Lost Ark, uh, Paladins, uh, Apex Legend, uh, insert other online game here, and then they do a crossover where they basically give you a bunch of, you know, skins or characters from another game. Yep. Are you cool with that? Are you down with that? I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it screams money grab to me. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with it. What I actually prefer over those are seasonal events. Like Halloween themed, Christmas themed, like Easter if theme, like those type of thematic events. Mm-hmm. Um, and like usually the MMOs or online games. Um, I actually much prefer those. I do remember back awesome. in the, my old world, my, my, the, when I actually played world of Warcraft, uh, the, the Christmas events were fun. Yeah. Where you had to collect I, the Christmas cookies. Yeah. So those are my favorite personally. Um, crossover events they're really interesting to people which i get and that's great yeah but for me they just don't hold a whole lot of appeal or more to the point purchasing interest because i mean that's why they do it because you know if you're doing a witcher crossover and smite i'm just i don't know if that exists um they always want you to buy Geralt as one of your gods to play in Smite. Well, it would be, it would just be a Geralt skin over one of their existing gods. There you go. Which, That's what which they want the, to do. the first time I saw Smite do a crossover, I got so excited. Like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. It's like, yeah, it's, it looks like the character from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Avatar The Last Airbender, but it's actually just a skin on top of one of the existing gods. It's not like they're adding that character, which would, would be so hmm. much work. To actually like put Donatella, Raphael, Michelangelo, yeah. and Leonardo in there, and then have to come up with, you know, their their skills, their powers, and stuff. So tangentially, actually related to your question, mm-hmm. there is a it's one of the FPSs new out. I don't remember which one it is, mm-hmm. um, but they do the like founders pack deal, right? Well, the deal with one of the skins is it's a really dark colored skin. Mm-hmm. Which means everybody wants that skin, though, because in these maps, it's really giving these players a tactical advantage by basically stand out as much. Yeah, like literally, it's like camouflage if you have this exclusive skin. So I'm like, okay, that's like again, I don't have a problem with crossover skins, Mm -hmm. but if it's a cross, if it's a skin like that, that gives a player an actual tactical advantage where it's supposed to be purely skill based, then I'm like. Oof. Or like it's gonna actually be interesting. Where I know we've talked about Overwatch two in the battle pass a couple of times. Yep. But now with the next season coming, so Bloodshot has a long and short history of 
totally overtuning newer released heroes. Mm-hmm. It's like a tried and true tradition of them. But it used to always be that all the characters were available. So while I could suck, it wasn't like the end of the world. Right. But now with the second season coming up, they have a new hero. I think it's, I know it's not DPS. So it's either tank or support mm-hmm. who's probably going to be totally overpowered, but it's locked behind the battle pass. Yes. You'll have, there'll be, um, um, what do you call it? Oh, uh, award for completing tasks. Yeah. So that's, It'll be interesting. That's when it'll really be interesting to see what happens with Overwatch 2 is once you start to have this ongoing history of actually locking content that the players can play with behind the battle pass. You know, it's one thing to have skins. It's another thing to potentially affect competitive balance by locking it behind the battle pass. But we'll see what happens. Yes. Yes. Yes, you shall. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to pause real quick to do a shout out to the friends of the show. These are the amazing people who help support Alter Confusion and allow Alter Confusion the chance to continue to do what we do. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to jump right in and tell you about the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. The next shout-out we got to give to is the man, the myth, the legend. That, of course, is Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Wet Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. And this boy has been super-duper busy, unfortunately not in the convention circuit, um... He works for a local uh, news station in Columbia, South Carolina. But uh, hopefully Noodle Boy Media and Alter Confusion will be able to uh, hang out at a convention in the very, very near future. Nice. The next shout out I got to give is to a gentleman who is actually at my house today. That, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to www.herochiropractic.com. Now, the next shout-out we got to give is to the music maestro himself. Ladies and gentlemen... Need a new logo or want to work on full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. 
Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. And the final shout out we got to give is to probably the first guy who was a patron of Ultra Confusion. That, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, Ax leads both a development team and a system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile Evangelist Agile Axe, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admin, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading Agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, ineffective, inefficient work and bad habits. For more information, go to agileaxiom.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you're probably going, but I, how can I become a friend of the show and get that shout out? Ladies and gentlemen, I've got the answer for you right here. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, and dim demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, alien supporters, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. We currently have two levels or tiers that you can become uh, a patron on. The first one is a dollar a month or $12 a year. And what that will get you is early access to all the playthroughs, which the current playthrough is Voodoo Detective. Very interesting game. And of course, the ability to participate in patron-only posts and polls to help alter confusion, me, to help alter confusion's future. Now, if you're feeling a little spicy and frisky, we have the five dollar tier. That's five dollars a month or sixty dollars a year. Not only do you get everything at the one dollar tier, but you also have your name or organization added to our thank you section of every single Thursday night hangout. So, if you're interested, go to Patreon. Oh Lord, Patreon. That's p a t r e o n dot com slash altered confusion. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, if I'm getting a little tongue tied. I, it's been a very long week, and so my brain is is kind of off and on right now for some weird ass reason. Reason, jeez almighty, brains, dinner, of course. Brains makes me think of that Jonathan Colton song, which is a great song. So look it up. Okay. Um, so let's talk about something that's making a little bit of a, uh, a shockwave. And that is that there is a humongous smash, uh, smash brothers tournament that really, really ooh, super duper duper close to it actually happening is being shut down. Uh, this tournament, which is, it's it's an annual tournament. It is it's been around for a bit. Uh, it's was supposed to happen December 9th through the eleventh, and had a prize pool of twenty five hundred thousand dollars. Had sponsors, had venue space, had everything, and without any warning, uh, the night before Thanksgiving, Nintendo said, "You can't do it." 
Now, it's not give a Thanksgiving gift. Yeah, that's I'm not really thankful for that. Um, so, depending on which side you are, um, you're you're looking at it from, uh, Smash World Tour. That's the name of the 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 event. Uh, basically, said that they were under the impression that they had been working in good faith with Nintendo to be able to get Nintendo's blessing to do this humongous event. Like I said, it had sponsors, it had, uh, you know, venue space, it had all this stuff. And they felt that they were going to, they, they were building up to this, you know, huzzah type of event. Okay. So Thanksgiving, uh, for anybody out there who may not be in the U S was last week. And that basically, so the 9th through the 11th of December is next Friday. So a week from Friday. So they basically gave them just a little less than two weeks notice that they can't put this event on. Oof. Which, uh, as I kn- I personally know a an event planner, because uh, I'm married to her, uh, would probably cause her to go uh, on the warpath, and I'm not. I'm, and I'm. I don't know what. What's going on with those guys, and then all those sponsors, and the venue, and all that stuff? Because it's probably too late. I mean, the amount of money that's going to be that's lost because of this. Oh, they definitely lost money on it. Yes. Oh yeah, no, no. I I mean, but the but the sheer volume of money that you know. Um, that that was that's going to be lost and cannot be recuperated. It's going to be nuts. Now, um, there, but here here's if you want to go conspiracy theory route, there is another Smash uh, tournament out there that is getting Nintendo's blessing. And uh, though Nintendo has gone on the record several times and said that. The, this other vendor ha- does not have an exclusive contract. They now have the exclusive contract because this was the competing convention or, or uh, expo event, whatever, tournament. Um, but um, so anyways, the, the, the event court, the, the event planner and all that stuff, they said that they were working in good faith to get the license for this year. Now, Nintendo's gone out and said, that we tried as much as we could to work with this company. However, we just didn't see eye to eye for their, for their license in 2023. We're in the year 2022. And so these, so the, the event guys were going, no, 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 no. We, we weren't trying to get, I mean, yes, we'd like it. We would like to continue to have one for 2023, but we were going for 2022. And so everything just went sideways. Kaboom. Sad day. I mean, I uh, gosh darn it. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's to me it sucks because Nintendo, even though they put out great products, are continuously anti-gamer. I mean, really, yeah. in how they come out, and you know, regardless of whether or not they're legal in the right, that really doesn't sway me one way or the other 
Um, but like, this is something that if anything, to me at least grows your brand and like, it's a good thing for the gaming community. Um, so it's like, ah, it's stuff like this where basically the companies basically hold the consumer by the balls and there's nothing you can do about it. It kind of sucks to me. And it's, I mean, I know it's been this way, but it's a further encapsulation of we no longer own anything. And it's purely what are we allowed to do basically at a corporation's allowance. Right. Um, and it, it's just that continuing trend in everything. So it's kind of like, oof. Um, and that's where it sucks is it's so anti-gamer and consumer because we have really no recourse or way to combat it, basically. Right. I, and, you know, I, I I understand that you, know, you, you want to protect your IP, but it's kind of a dick move. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, by the way, I know you've got two, you know, two weeks, but uh, shut it down. Um, yeah, I got you. Know, I, as as I've said many many times, I love, I love, the the first party titles from Nintendo, the the Mario's, the Zeldas, the Smash Brothers, uh, the, you know, all of those games out there, Donkey Kong. Yep, I love them all. However, Nintendo has such a freaking stranglehold over stuff. It's it's you know I think I think for me the the big one was the fan project um, Hero of Time, where you had these people who made a really really good effort in trying to get you a a fan fic movie uh, for Zelda, uh, and then again shut down. I mean that. I I understand you, you that you don't want people to make money off your IP but you know I it just it just sucks when you see how passionate these fans are and for them to have like no wiggle room whatsoever I think that's something harder cuz it's like there's no balance between the consumer and in this case Nintendo like there's no it's purely take by Nintendo there's like no give yeah you are on their yeah you you are allowed the ability to uh enjoy our IP in in uh basically in this box that we will put you in yep uh but you're like I'm still waiting for them to come to like Dragon Con and shut it down because of all the illicit IP there. Well, I'm I I'm just waiting for them to start, you know, trying to go after like the big big name cosplayers saying, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't be you can't be Princess Zelda or Link or uh, Ganon or Mario or Luigi or Toad or Princess. I'm just I'm just waiting for that freaking shoe to fall at this point. Because it's going to happen at some point. Nintendo's going to uh, Nintendo's already, you know, in its own world, and it's worked out for them. And and the you know uh, with uh, the Wii and now the Nintendo Switch. But in some regards, my God, dude, just whatever. 
Well, the hard part too, like, let's just say they came down on a cosplayer. Yep. Like, it's not like this cosplayer is going to have the resources to fight that either. Yeah, exactly. Like you, like with the way the system is set up, you basically have no recourse to fight that in court. So what are you going to do? You have to shut it down. Well, it's my my cosplay of of Link was actually it's not Link it's a an elvish <laughs> uh, swordsman with a green cap. It's Canil. Canil. Yeah, Canil. No, it's it's forest green. It's Zinc. Okay, <laughs> that's his name. Is Zinc? Damn it! It's not Link. It's Zinc. No. The Zelda is a she, and the Link is a he. Ha-ha! Anyway, so, I mean, you know, I feel for these guys. I just, I, I, I mean, these, these, the, the promoters are on the line for everything. I don't know. That's true. I don't, I don't even want to begin to think of how, how they're going to be. I mean, they've got to, got to take some freaking loans out to pay all the shit back. Yeah, because they're expecting to recoup that cost from the people attending and all that stuff. And now they're going to be out, unfortunately, a pretty good chunk of change. And you probably have people who already have like flights and yep. other stuff associated with that now that they also can't get back. Yep, hotel um, stay and all that jazz. Oh, yeah. It all around is kind of crappy. Yes. Speaking of crappy... Um, there was a, a study or I guess a report done um, that basically, okay, I'm going to use this math terminology and I still don't truly understand it, but it's the median earning for independent games. What do you think median? Basically, what is, what is the average amount of money lifetime okay. that an indie game will make? on steam that an indie game will make yes that an indie game will make on steam what is the average uh, okay, here's the question though are we considering like the shovelware of which there's thousands that probably make like ten dollars you know what i'm saying yes is indie, that anything that? that is considered indie game on the steam platform i would say if we're including those i'd say fifty thousand dollars if only my friend ten thousand one thousand but again, I think that's because you have so much shovelware that probably makes like $10 because it's Flappy Birds version 47. Right. And and also, uh, I do want to point this out to anybody who, who is thinking about creating an indie game. Don't that number, I hope, does not scare you away because one, we are no, there's no way in hell that an indie developer can survive on a single platform. Okay. Yeah. You can't do it. Um, so you're probably going to have your game on steam on GOG on Epic, any platform that you could submit it to that will accept it. You've probably got it there. Okay. So you're trying to recoup it that way. And chances are, you're probably going to put it on additional, uh, like console platforms or maybe in the, if you can swing it, the Google Play Store or the the iTunes Store, whatever the App Store, 
And just to give you context, I'm going to put this in check. This is yep. interesting. Yep. Is the number of annual Steam games released per a year? 2021, 10,000 games. Yep. So, you know, if you did a poll of those 10,000 games, how many of people have heard of these games? People have probably heard of like literally 0.01% of the games released in the past year. Oh, absolutely. And that's like, that'd be 100 games. Now you look at that, you know, 9,000, I mean, total, there's probably 50, I'm just doing a quick ballpark, probably 40 to 50,000 games on Steam just based on the number of released over the last number of years. Yep. Um, some of which probably have never touched in years. I mean, that's, it's kind of like the app, it's kind of like the um, app store on the iPhone. There's so much stuff to fight against um, in crapware where, you know, you can have, you know, the greatest game ever. And I know we used to do the talking cons about, so you've made a game and now what? Mm -hmm. It requires more than just releasing a great game. Um, and that's where something like Giant Bomb Games has done so well as it's an indie developer. Not Giant Bomb. I know I said that wrong. Super giant, super giant games. Thank you, super giant games. <laughs> I'm getting them, and wasn't the review website? I'm getting those That's, two mixed up. Yes, which I, I giant bomb just leaves a bad taste in my mouth for so many reasons. So it's got, so it's like I'm not surprised that it's so low because so many of those ten thousand games in the last year alone, yeah. probably made like ten dollars mm -hmm. um, because. It was like ors, you know, a senior capstone projects. Like, hey, let's release it on Steam and see what happens, guys. Well, I mean, the other thing is that you you also have to take into consideration that a lot of these games are probably created through uh, some, you know, RPG maker. Um, which I'm not I'm not trying to discount that, but when you use RPG maker, there's strict limitations, and it's there's so much cookie cutter shit that that people do to like i i released six games this year all through rpg maker and it's literally like if you if authors want to go and comb through all these games you'll probably find that your book is in at least one or, or your sci-fi fantasy novel is in at least one or multiple uh rpg maker games probably poorly done but still that's what that's what some people do is they literally just they find a sci-fi fantasy novel uh they try to rip the dialogue right out of it uh, thank you ebooks for with the ability to export to pdf um sorry i'm giving away trade secrets here remember you used to have um steam green light yep also once upon a time to give a little bit of highlight to some of the better indie games mm -hmm. um you no longer have that. So literally anyone can just throw your game yeah. um, on Steam and just kind of see what sticks today. And, and to be totally honest with you, and um, I was listening to um, a comedian uh, just the other day, and this is true across anything. Success, you could say, you know, oh, I've got all these amazing skills. You know, I, I, I'm so... For him, it's like, I'm so funny. I, I, I reach a specific demographic. He's like, I'm not going to bullshit you. It's luck. It's absolutely luck. He's like, I could be the best comedian known to man. But if I, 
you know, if if certain things didn't fall in my favor, no one would know of me. And unfortunately, that's the same about actors and movies and books and video games and insert other creative project here. But it's also who do you know? I mean, that makes such a huge difference too. Getting the right connections does make it easier. Well, I'd argue in something, especially like in the acting industry, Mm -hmm. that's all about who you know. Um, in terms of getting your movie role, um, for so I'd say video. I mean, video games. Who do you know in advertising or publishing to get onto a publisher who's going to be able to make your game more relevant and seen on Steam? I mean, those type of things are huge. Who, how are you going to get onto that front page of the Apple App Store mm-hmm. and not just someone at the bottom where nobody's going to see it? So those type of connections in the video game industry, that is so huge. Um, to, yeah, it's... Now, I'm glad I'm not a video game developer. Now, now I'm I, freaking I, gambling. Uh, any, any time you create something and you, and you release it into the wild, you're gambling. But I do. Once again, uh, Zelius is right. It it really it it helps to know people to help push your product, your agenda, whatever. But that's not to say that it's impossible. If you are brand new to uh, being an artist or an author or a developer, that you can't have lightning strike. I mean, you could uh, if you, let's for example, let's say you wanted to be an actor or a voice actor. Um, if you have like, you know, you might be doing a live show every Thursday night and, you know, by chance someone, some big name influencer, uh, catches wind of it. And then they talk about it. And the next thing, you know, it, it, it blows up. I mean, this is the, this, of course, this is basically the classic, uh, indeed commercial. It's the, it's the app or website that you could go to to like find qualified candidates. You know, Jenny was a coffee maker, you know, she brews her own beans for coffee. And then a big name, you know, chef celebrity said, Oh my God, Jenny's coffee beans are amazing. And next thing you know, it's skyrocketing. That's how it happens. Well, I think of video games. I do think there's a bit of having a good game. With advertising, yes, um, I think it's key. So, like for instance, a game I saw on Facebook that I'm totally getting is called Against the Storm. Mm-hmm. It's a city builder, but everything you read about it, it's like amazing, and all the reviews and everything, it looked like the real, not just paid. Um, and so you see stuff like that. So there are definitely good games that come out. But it's also kind of like finding those is not always easier. Sometimes you just get lucky and see the right advertisement for it. Yep. Um, so or, that's why, yeah. like, you know, sometimes some games like that, like, come on, like, let these rise to the top. Uh, and that's where I miss something like the Steam Greenlight, where it's kind of like a curation of these indie games because of the other 9,000. Crap, I just knocked over my beer. As Zelius goes to clean up his beer, I'll just say that, you know, it, there are certain things that are trying, that try to help indies, especially on steam. You have your steam, uh, your discovery list. But once again, as Zelius stated, there's like 10,000 games out there. So the likelihood of, of your game 
you know, enough people actually utilizing that discovery list and uh, catching your game is very low. However, once again, uh, you got to put yourself out there. Uh, go to conventions. Send a copy to uh, an influencer. See what happens. Most influencers will giggle and laugh and probably throw it in the trash. But some might actually be like, well, what the hell? I'm bored. Or let's see how bad it is. And then I'll live stream about it. No, no. I'll TikTok about it. And then you will just go on with our lives. And the next thing you know, you have flappy birds. You know, or or um, braid. And you can cause uh, Jonathan Blow to blow his gasket uh, because you're not playing my game the right way. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that no two people in the world will ever truly completely view uh, a creation the exact same way. If they do, one of them's getting paid. Um, but, you know, it is a little bit sad that you, the, the, the average amount made over the lifetime of the game. That's the important thing. It's not like the initial six months that it's on. It's the lifetime of the game. So it could be several years and you might break a cool grand. Um, but it, it's, it is a very rough world out there to, to live on your creations, which is why a lot of developers or indie creators have to hold down one or two jobs plus creating their own dream project. Unless you get really freaking lucky and one of your projects catches fire and then next thing you know, you got Supergiant Games or um, what was the name of, uh, there was a, I, I think it's still around, what was the, uh, Castle Crashers, the, de the developers behind Castle Crashers. Because they, they stormed onto the scene and then the behemoth, are they still around? I don't know if they're still around. Castle Crash was a phenomenal game. Uh, Co-op side-scroller, where you could play as one of three different knights as you go through levels. The red, the green, the orange, or the blue. And then they tried to do some other stuff, and it just didn't really click. So... I guess, and, and, you know, enjoy it while you're at the top if you get there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, because Zelius has continued to clean up his mess. Um, I don't know if I've, if Zelius wanted to add any additional thoughts. See, kids, this is why you shouldn't drink in podcast. See, kids, this is why you always have a lid on your drink. I forgot my lid for my glass drink, but you are correct. I would not disagree with that. Or yeah. just don't be a klutz like me. That's always a winning combination. Touche. Touche. Um, but yeah, you know, if, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a creation um, that, you, that you're passionate about, you can always send it all to Confusion's Wave via any of our social media stuff. But... If it is a physical product, we do have a mailing address that you can send it to, and that is 1551 Dunwoody, that's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Village Parkway. The next part is super important if you actually want us to see it and show it off on our show. It's number 
It's the P.O. Box number, number 88276. Uh, the city, again, is Dunwoody, D-U-N-W-O-D-Y, Georgia, 30338. Now, found a fun way to, to kind of sneak that in there. Ha-ha. Nice. Nice. Um, okay, so I as as we may as we probably have all noticed a lot of video games have been going to uh tv you know they're creating tv series or they're creating movies or whatever but there's there is one company out there who makes like cinematic-esque games with you know the type of dialogue and and the choice uh, you know just uh the, the graphics and everything um the, of course, the company is called Quantic Dreams. Uh, uh, yes. It is uh, Heavy Rain. Um, oh, my gosh. It just blanked out on the other two. Um, oh, God dang it. Was it Beyond Two Souls? Is that them? I think that is. Yeah, the, uh, Detroit Becomes Human. That's it. Anyways, they came out recently because everyone's like, okay, dude. Like, serious, yeah, Detroit Becomes Human, uh, Heavy Rain, Be, uh, Beyond Two Souls. Uh, they're like, look, every, are, I'm surprised that you haven't created like a TV show or a movie, uh, with, with the kind of, you know, scripts and stuff you got. And they came out and they're, and they've basically said, we have no interest in doing that. We just want to make the games. We don't, we don't want to see our games made into TV shows. But to be honest with you, the experience is like a TV or a, a movie. I mean, it really is. And it's a movie that evolves every single time you play because, this company a game like that doesn't seem like it serves a whole lot of purpose of creating a video game because kind of like you put it you already are in basically almost a video game i mean hell uh, i mean it's very wild. you're already almost in a movie playing that video game right i mean in heavy rain you have five characters and at any point during that game one of those characters could die but the game continues it's not like you retry for the last save there's that's that doesn't that's not how the game works it just keeps going but without that character so it yeah. really is your choose your own adventure where choices 100 percent matter and um you know it's just i uh, bravo for them i mean you know i i understand it uh, there i i would assume there is a shit ton of pressure on them and i think they actually they're no longer by themselves. They they're owned by another company at this point, I think. Is it Sony? Did Sony buy them? Who bought them? Well, I also feel like at least the most recent anime translations yeah. from the video games to the uh, anime have been pretty much fantastic, really. Um over the last couple of years with yeah. all the like stuff. I mean, so I can understand not wanting your movie to be made into you ball piece of crap movie that I totally understand, but I feel like what, what they've been doing with Netflix lately and probably allow them to say better and more closely to the source material where the actual good story comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, that definitely helps. Yeah. No, uh, Quantic dreams is now owned by NetEase. NetEase. Really? Yep. Wow. They apparently had several suitors, but they chose NetEase's propo proposal because it allowed them to basically operate as normal instead of having to oh. truly adhere to other 
rules and regulations. Interesting. Just with more funding. Yeah. Well, they got a bunch of funding because uh, NetEase and Blizzard couldn't reach that agreement um, for uh, for World of Warcraft. I saw that, yes. You know, so... Gotta yeah. spend that money somewhere. Exactly. Might as well spend it on me. Wait, what? Huh? Huh? Spend the money on me? I think you're onto something. Interesting. Perhaps finance all the confusion? Hmm. <laughs> Mm. Uh, but anyways, um, but yeah, I good for them. I mean, you know, do you as like as long as you continue to make really good games, I'm not gonna say anything. You start making spectacular games, I'm gonna have a problem. <laughs> it's hard. But anyways, uh, Zelius, what have you been playing? Wait, what am I? Oh, I'm playing. Um, I was like, I just started the game. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Really? Yeah. And how you like it? I like it. It's so much story, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But like the cutscenes, like I think there's more cutscenes than the actual game. Um, but it's a good game. It's interesting. I'm like, okay. Um, I mean, you're. I don't want to stay anymore, but there's the Yakuza in the storyline. And yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. It's uh, it's turn-based, not action, but yeah, it's basically turn-based party-based game, um, which I was not expecting. I thought it was like action-based. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was turn-based. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I'm digging it so far. Speaking of action based uh i actually picked up uh tales of arise uh and started I, playing I, that game I was, I was like i recognize that mask yes um, i played that game uh and i speaking about cutscenes, um after you basically get through the first big boss which is really just kind of like the the tutorial part of the game um oh my god the amount of cutscenes. <laughs> they, yeah. they 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 do like the intro credits. They got cutscenes, and I'm going, man. I I'm or I was already, uh, you know, I usually stream from eight o'clock until eleven, and I was so pissed because I couldn't beat this boss. That I finally beat the boss at like eleven twenty-five, <laughs> but then you have yeah. the intro uh, credits, and then all the cutscenes. So I didn't actually log off until midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when games do that. I'm like, no, like, give me like a second so I can like save or log off if I need to. I know. Yeah. Uh, then the other game I've been messing around with is One Piece uh, World Seeker, which is based off the anime, the very, 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 very long anime. One Piece, which I think, I know I've looked this up several times, but... Uh, Episode number. Uh, One Piece currently has 1,042 <laughs> episodes. And Netflix has the first, I think it's like 364. And I'm here to tell you that the game One Piece World Seeker is enjoyable. However, the vast majority of the characters that you're going to come into contact with in that game, where the main character, um, Monkey D. Luffy, will be... Uh, will 
go, oh, no, not you again. I'm going, who is that? Oh, jeez. I mean, yeah, you play, they kind of give you some more background, but at the same time, I'm going, I, I don't know who that is. How, how, did, how did Luffy get that scar? What happened there? Who's that? Like there's still a there's still a crew member that I've never met. You'll so, just have to watch another 500 episodes to find out. Basically, I mean, man, it's, I I've watched all the episodes on Netflix, so all 360 something episodes. I'm I'm happy, but that's only a third of the episodes. So I guess I can't be too happy. I, I can't be too proud of that. Unfortunately, uh, I need I've been, I've watched the entire thing dubbed. And the only and Crunchyroll is the only place I could seem to find the rest of the episodes, but they're all uh, Japanese with subtitles. Uh, so it, I might try to watch them, or continue to watch them that way. But it was going to take me some time to get used to the different voices. That threw me off with um, what was it um, not Tales of Arise, but Tales. What is that show called? Um, oh, uh, God dang you. Uh, mm. No, I can't think of it. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, though? yes, yes. Yeah, it's now because you said that. I can't think of what the game is called or the anime is called. Uh, but same thing. It's like the first 52 episodes were on Steam, not Steam, good gosh, on Netflix. Yep. And then you get to the subversion mm -hmm. um on whatever else you're on and it's like completely different voices and it's like holy crap it's like a different character now yes yes it's where it is it is kind of mind-boggling and crazy where if you if you're if you listen to the original uh you know the the japanese or whatever i'm talking about any show uh you listen to the original audio and then maybe you switch over to dub where You've got people who have, um, you know, you've got uh, like an actor whose real voice is kind of like this. And then like the dub version is, hey, everybody, let's go, go fishing. Hey. And you're like, who is that? That's not the same person. There is an anime. I, can, I can't remember what it is, but there is an anime that, um, that I actually own. It's in one of my huge S binders uh, where... They the studio ran out of money, and so the art style changed, so no character looked the same, and they couldn't pay their voice actors, so all the voices changed. Wow. And you're just like, now that's a mind fuck. Is this even the same show anymore? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. But anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I believe we've reached the end of our show. So I would like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zilius, it's been a pleasure giving you everything come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.